Welcome to BYU Radio's Big Stories, a show dedicated to the incredible tales surrounding the opponents of the BYU Cougars. I'm your host, Cleon Wall. I do think that music can change the world. Lauren Salazar isn't talking about any old music. The Texas Tech professor of musicology is professionally and personally passionate about mariachi. It holds a very important purpose within Mexican and Mexican-American life cycle events. So for example, you can have a mariachi follow you from your birth, baptism, first communion, wedding, divorce, funeral, you name it. And every birthday party or celebration, it just makes you very emotional and it makes me super happy. When I'm singing and playing mariachi music, that's probably when I'm at my happiest. In this episode, we find out how Professor Salazar pioneered mariachi as an academic pursuit, plus how Texas Tech's mariachi matradores are bringing musical joy to the masses while attempting to change perceptions. I'm doing this because I want people to see the beauty in the music and in the lyrics and in my culture, that way it can be more accepted. What I love about mariachi music is that it's, it's really a celebration, but it's also very participatory. I also love that it's multi-generational. So for example, you know, you could have great-grandma singing along with, you know, their great-grandchild. I can't think of an equivalent genre in the United States that's that multi-generational. Lauren Salazar knows a thing or two about mariachi being passed down from one generation to the next. I've grown up with mariachi my entire life, and so I don't know a moment in my life where I didn't listen to mariachi music. My grandfather was a mariachi musician. My mother also danced ballet folklorico, and I got involved in ballet folklorico first, actually, as a kid. So for me, whenever I listen to mariachi music, I'm hearing dance steps, zapateados in the background. I thought it was beautiful, but for me, growing up as a classically trained musician, I didn't know I could really do anything with it. So when I was 17 years old, at that time, I really thought I wanted to be an opera singer. And I remember I auditioned for several conservatory programs. One of the auditions I went to, I had a very negative experience. So the person who was recording and kind of administrating the audition told me to my face that I was too fat and I was too ugly to be an opera singer, that I would never be believable. And, you know, it was devastating. You know, I went home, told my mom, my parents were upset, I was crying. It was just, it was really, you know, such a horrible thing. Of course, I did get rejected from that conservatory, which was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Um, but, you know, at 17, even though it was devastating, it made me mad. And I thought, no one gets to tell me what I can't or can't do. Professor Salazar pushed on, determined to pursue a career in music. Little did she know it would not be in the classical realm like she had imagined. It wasn't until I got to college and I learned about the field of ethnomusicology that completely changed my, my life. Because up until then, I thought I was either going to try and be an opera singer or a classical pianist. But when I took that one course, it was actually Music of the Caribbean, I realized, oh my gosh, I can do this? I was just going to do a summer project on mariachi. Well, as I started to delve into it, one, there really wasn't a lot of information written about it. And what little information I could find at the time, this was in the late 90s, I thought was either racist or derogatory. 
And then I got angry and I thought, I can do it better. I've always had to forge my own path. In college, you know, my advisor, Melinda Russell, she was a wonderful resource and she really taught me the tools of how to be an ethnomusicologist. But she's not a mariachi expert. There really, at the time, wasn't anyone that could mentor me. I immediately started taking violin lessons. I went and joined a mariachi in St. Paul, Minnesota, because I was at college at the time. I went to UCLA. I graduated from their Department of Ethnomusicology. I knew I could do research that could make an impact within my community. I saw that opportunity early on when I first started. One, especially in the late 90s, there really wasn't that much written. I think my dissertation was maybe the third or the fourth dissertation ever written on mariachi music. And even now, some of my publications are some of the first of their kind. Then in 2013, Professor Salazar was offered a job as an associate professor in Texas Tech's music department. She had never heard of the university, nor did she know where Lubbock, Texas was on the map. But knowing me and the family I come from, I'm going to do it. It's an adventure, right? So when I came out here for my interview, I really wanted to be someplace where I could build. And when I saw that there was a community here and that there were, I mean, I immediately saw ways where I could really make an impact, right? I mean, as with anything, when I first got here, I was able to, to transform the mariachi class that they had here. The first thing I did was one, we went from one rehearsal to two rehearsals a week, added in sectionals. I did things to make it a bit more rigorous, and that's made a huge difference. Professor Salazar turned Texas Tech's mariachi matradores into a professional ensemble and started collaborating with performing groups on campus. It's been a really, I think, good experience for the School of Music as a whole, especially in terms of inclusiveness, diversity, and just really, you know, giving the students of Texas Tech an education on global issues, too. You know, we don't just live in a bubble at all. The professor also made sure to leave her campus bubble. I'm always out and about in the community. I mean, what's the point of doing what I'm doing if I'm not making my community better? And this really falls into a type of ethnomusicology known as applied ethnomusicology. I do this research, I do my work, but then how can I apply it so that it has real world impacts on the communities that I care about and the communities that I really want to make a difference for? In fact, in the last few years, as mariachi has really boomed in K through 12 education here in Texas, I've been invited to either give clinics, master classes, judge different events. And I've also had the opportunity to go into a lot of different high schools, either with my group or by myself. And that's one of the things that really struck me 10 years ago when I first moved here to, to Texas and, and started working here at Texas Tech University, is how many of the students would tell me they didn't know that professors could look like me. And what's also incredible is sometimes I'll even confuse the parents too. Like, wait, you can do that? Wait, that's possible? Whenever I go into these communities, I try to be as positive as I can when I'm working with students while still giving, you know, critical feedback, constructive criticism, things of that sort. But I realize for a lot of the students, the mariachi is the one thing that's really keeping them going in some cases. And now that there might be scholarships available 
you know, because they played mariachi music, that's having a very big impact. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence uh, from the directors that I've worked with and talked with over the years that the mariachi really does help school become culturally relevant. And it's also that pathway for parental engagement and community engagement as well. It's an honor to like celebrate my culture and be able to express it through music in a place like Lubbock. Gabriela Olivares is a Lubbock native and has been a member of the Mariachi Matradores since she was a freshman at Lubbock High School. There's like a stereotype of, oh, we play like three songs or we drink and then we come and play and that's what mariachi is. And that's actually not what it is at all. Um, we work really hard to understand our music, to understand what we're singing, to put on an entire show so that people are able to feel what we're feeling. It's not just tacos and tequila. I would hope that one day mariachi is viewed as being as important as band, choir, or orchestra. Marisa Hernandez is also a member of the Matradores. Um, in choir, it's just one thing, having your accompanist and then you sing along and band, you're playing your instrument. But as to mariachi, there's so much going on. You know, you're playing and singing at the same time. You have to follow your vo your vocalist. It's not just strings, it's not just brass. It's like this entire element that has to come together. Marisa rejected mariachi at a young age because her parents listened to it all the time. But she started to come around in college. I ended up completely falling in love with the music, the history about it all. Um, as a vocalist, I tend to listen to the words and I realized how full of art and heart mariachi music is. I think music is a very universal language. And I think if people paid more attention to mariachi, they'd understand that our words and our music just aren't that kind of little stigma that we're so much bigger than that. And that's why it means so much to me. I want others to have that experience as well. Being able to study the music of my culture has enriched me more, you know, so I, it's really given me a great sense of purpose. Professor Salazar anticipates an amazing future for mariachi at Texas Tech and beyond. The next phase, I really think, is towards creating some sort of formal degree, which we are in the process of. I graduated my first doctoral student. He just accepted a job at the University of New Mexico to really develop their mariachi program. So I'm just beaming with pride right now. It is powerful to see another Latino with a doctorate doing what we're doing. Because there, there aren't a lot of us yet, so there's still a lot of work to be done. I'm very happy at the trajectory that mariachi has taken me, especially because I've been able to have opportunities I never would have thought was possible when I was younger. For example, I was able to consult on the film Coco for Disney Pixar, I've been able to serve as a consultant on the mariachi stamps that came out in the summer of 2022. As a tenured professor at Texas Tech, I've had the opportunity, the opportunities to travel internationally and to share my research in Kazakhstan, in Ireland, in Thailand, in Morocco, uh, really around the world. And it's been a very wild and fun ride, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Thanks for listening to BYU Radio's Big Stories. This episode was produced by myself, Cleon Wall, 
and Nathan Cannon. Music and post-production by Kevin West. Make sure you watch BYU TV's Big Stories by logging on to BYUSN.com. Big Stories is a production of BYU Radio. 